Welcome to your Relationship Lovecast by True Potential, the weekly web show and podcast that explores relationships and wellness, featuring in-depth interviews with acclaimed authors, wellness experts, health influencers, and spiritual leaders so that you can create a relationship and life you love. And now your host, Andrea Carella. Next week on January 25th, 2016, we will be launching the 14-Day Relationship Love Challenge. Sign up today to reserve your spot. This Relationship Love Challenge is free, and you can join 10,000-plus couples around the globe who are participating. Sign up at truepotentialcounseling.com forward slash 14 hyphen day hyphen love hyphen challenge. And now on with our show. Welcome back to Relationship Lovecast. This is episode 18, and I am your host, Andrea Carella. Today, I am going to be covering with you the five love languages and how you can incorporate these five languages to nurture your relationship with yourself and also how you can nurture your relationship with your partner. For some of you on the call, you may have heard of Gary Chapman's book, The Five Love Languages. Some of you may have read it. And some of you may be really intrigued by what are the main five love languages and what is a love language anyways. Our love language is our emotional communication preference. It's pretty simple. It's basically the strategy in which we use to connect with our loved ones intimately and how we feel deeply fulfilled in our relationships. There are five main love languages. And typically, we have a primary love language that is our natural way of expressing love and is also the manner in which we like to receive love. So discovering your love language and your partner's love language is going to be a very important way of cultivating a nurturing and loving relationship so that you can begin expressing affection in the way that your partner will actually be able to absorb it, receive it. And that your partner will be able to know how to give and share love with you most effectively. What might your love language be? And what might your partner's love language be? Curious? Well, we're going to dive right in, and I'm going to share with you some of the main themes in the different love languages so you can start to ask yourself these very important questions. The first one is words of affirmation. So if this is your primary love language, it means that words speak louder than anything else. If you're affirmed, if you're built up, if you're acknowledged, if this is your love language, you love spontaneous compliments, terms of endearment, and listen to the heartfelt meaning behind the loving words that your partner shares. Now, on the counter side, insults and criticism can leave you feeling hurt and insulted by your partner encouraging, being supportive, being kind, and using positive words will really fill your relationship cup and fill your relationship bank account. The second love language is physical touch. If this is your love language, you love affection. But it's not just in the bedroom. It could be in the day-to-day, hand-holding, kissing, a caress, a hug. You feel loved when you receive a thoughtful hug or a pat on the back or even just a gentle caress on your face, shoulders, and arms. Each of these actions demonstrates care, love, and concern. 
And this type of love language also cultivates a sense of belonging and security in the relationship. Physical touch is one of your primary love languages. You really are going to want to be touched or held on a regular basis. The third one is quality time. If quality time is your love language, you feel loved when your partner gives you his or her complete and undivided attention, and you are sharing quality conversations and activities with one another. You and your significant other feel truly loved and special when you are really there and you turn off the TV, you hold off picking off up the phone, you set aside other tasks and responsibilities, and you're present. So being there for this type of person is critical, and if you're distracted or you fail to listen, this can be very hurtful. You can feel a little bit neglected if quality time is one of your most important love languages and your partner is not giving you the time of day. A fourth love language is acts of service. If acts of service is your cup of tea, then you will feel that your cup of love is overflowing if your partner cleans the house, does the laundry, or takes your car in for a tune-up without even being prompted or asked. Any act of service that eases the burdens and responsibilities of daily life means the world to this love language. And broken commitments or idleness sends a message that he or she doesn't matter. So let me do that for you is music to his or her ears. The last love language is receiving gifts. Now, don't confuse this love language for greediness. The recipient of gifts thrive on thoughtfulness and loving gestures behind the gift. So if you speak this language, the perfect gift or gesture shows that you are recognizing, caring for, and valuing that person. Missing a birthday, an anniversary, or giving a thoughtless gift could be disastrous. And gifts are a visual symbol to people that have this as their primary love language. It is a visual symbol of love and communicates that you are treasured. So the benefits of speaking one another's love language actually can lead to a greater sense of connection, understanding, communication, and romance. And the disadvantage is if you are not communicating clearly your partner's love language and the way they like to receive it, it can really lead to a lot of confusion and disconnection. Now, in thinking about this, I'd like you to reflect upon which of these love languages is your primary one and which one is your partner's. I know for me, quality time is very important. Being able to set things aside, be present with one another, take away distractions, and just be one-on-one and connected with one another. Sharing a special moment with one another, going on a walk outside, that is a way that I feel fed. Now, my partner, on the other hand, likes acts of service. So being able to do generous, thoughtful acts throughout the house, things that make life easier, that is the way that my partner likes to be loved and receive love. We also, obviously, like all five of them, just like probably anybody out there, loves each of these ways of expressing care for one another. But being able to also 
dance within some of them. Like affirmation is one that we both like. That's that's our secondary love language for me and for my partner. Being able to sprinkle in affirmations and building one another up and encouraging each other and speaking fondly of one another in public or even in private, this really can nurture our relationship. There are ways that you can incorporate the primary love language, step outside your comfort zone, and share love in the way that your partner likes to receive it if you have differing love languages. And then also exploring what your secondary love language is so that you can play around with that and incorporating that into your interpersonal dynamics with your partner. Now, sometimes couples come into my office where one person is saying, gosh, why won't he just hug me? I just want him to embrace me. I, that's how I show love to him. I hug him, and, but I get bupkis. And the other person says, gosh, but I show love all the time to them. I do all sorts of thoughtful things. I give my all. I help them out. I offer support. And she doesn't even recognize what I do do. It's just complaining or criticism that I'm just not getting it right or I'm not doing it good enough or that it's not sufficient or adequate. This is how it can divide a partnership because they're not really realizing that it's not about being inadequate or not about being unloved, but rather differing ways of communicating love. Once that becomes clear that there are these distinctions, it opens up the territory so you can start looking at it from different points of view and not taking things personally. And also to be more expansive in how you receive love, experience love, and see how love can be delivered to you in different packages and and ways. In the week ahead, I would encourage you to get clear on what your primary love language is, engage in a conversation with your partner, maybe even share this podcast with your partner so that they can also identify what their love language is. And in doing that, you can actually engage in a conversation, maybe clear up confusion that has come up in the past, be able to communicate more clearly what sort of demonstrations of those love languages would mean the most to that other person. And it just opens up a dialogue where you can start relating to one another on a different level and really open up the conversation so that your deeper needs of love and attention are acknowledged and understood. And definitely, um, by all means, if you have other friends or family members that can also benefit, feel free to pass this along so that you can spread the love. We have some great and exciting things uh, on the horizon here at True Potential Counseling. We have a free three-part video series that's available where you can access a three-part video series where you can improve your communication in 10 minutes or less, improve the intimacy and physical-emotional connection with your partner, as well as avoiding the common mistakes many couples make and what you should do instead. So definitely check that out by going to createarelationshipyoulove.com. That is createarelationshipyoulove.com if you would like to access those free goodies. Thank you so much, and we'll catch you next time on Relationship Lovecast. Thank you. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening to Lovecast by True Potential at www.truepotentialcounseling.com. 